The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. You're listening to In the Corner with Benny Mac, unfiltered. People are starting to see exactly who you really are, and you're a hypocrite. Uncensored. What he's trying to say is suplex city. And unforgiving. The only reason you are WWE champion for a year is because Triple H didn't want to work Tuesday. Here's the man in the corner, Benny Mac. And that's the bottom line, because a great one sets up. Hey, welcome back to In The Corner. I am, of course, Benny Mack, as the lovely voiceover man says. Uh, episode, oh, crikey, where are we now? Tyler's doing them by himself now, isn't he, as well? So, episode 67, I just literally just looked at it before I hit record and hit play and started talking to you lovely people, but there we go, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I hope you're all doing well. Episode 67 of In The Corner. A little bit later than advertised, but I'm back, I'm here. Um, we'll, you know... Ideally, I want to be out on Wednesdays, obviously. Obviously, uh, as this comes out, it's Friday. Smackdown is tonight. Uh, some big ramifications, uh, hopefully, or possibly, or what's going on. Because, obviously, last week, Jay, as you may have, you, many of you, many of you probably know, Jay Uso allegedly leaving the WWE. What makes this more interesting is that actually on the WWE.com, uh, you know, the superstar page, he's actually moved to the alumni section. So... This could just be WWE. I mean, I I have no I have no doubt, by the way, that W uh, that um, Jey Uso is done with WWE. This isn't a, a like a genuine walkout or anything, as far as I can tell. Um, and I, I don't think anybody is under the illusion that it's, that he will be back. There's some lovely memes going around, you know, you know, Jey Uso is all elite and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but let's face it, I think we're all there. We all know that Jey will be back. It's just a case of when. The reasoning for him leaving is a bit random. He's one of the one of. I'm not going to say he's the top babyface, but he's one of the babyfaces of WWE, and it's definitely on the rise, isn't he? Uh, you know, along with like Cody Rhodes um, and uh, you know LA Knight's getting there. But I would say Jay Uso is above LA Knight. But with him gone, that leaves room for LA Knight uh, if he stays on SmackDown. Although this feud on with Miz seems to be happening on Raw, so let's forget the draft, obviously. Seth Rollins obviously is in that sort. I would say Seth Rollins is a baby baby face generally. Um, obviously, you've got Shinsuke Nakamura going for the world title at the moment. Uh, it's interesting, very interesting. What's going on with that? Um, a lot of people are speculating that Jey Uso will um, return, maybe Royal Rumble. That's a long way away. I I got a feeling it's going to be sooner. Than that. Is it going to be payback? I'm not sure. Um, Maybe maybe Survivor Series, possibly. It depends what happens. We've got a new faction on SmackDown forming at the moment with Bobby Lashley and the, the Street Profits. So with the bloodline somewhat fractured and there's conflicting reports, by the way, whether Roman's going to be at payback or not. I was under the assumption he wasn't going to be. Reading things on the line, again, they're all rumours I don't know, um, could quite possibly be at payback. Um, and I'll talk about that now very quickly because... Uh, according to Sportskedia, there is, again, this is speculation. I'm not going to say this is like full-on 100% news, but we've been we've been speculating this for months, ladies and gents, about Randy Orton returning. Uh, me and Tyler have said it on our shows as well. Um, 
obviously let us know actually how, how you how you're finding the shows, um, what you'd like us to talk about, anything you want to talk about, whether it's NXT, AEW, WWE, obviously Tyler's covering Impact, NXT, AEW, and some stuff. He's going to be doing some stuff with myself very soon, and he's still going to be doing uh, premium live previews and, and stuff like that. I'm going to try and help him out with the other stuff as well. So it'll be a combination of me by myself, him by himself, and also us together like we were before. So in the corner with uh, Benny Mac and Tyler, we just go solo sometimes and we tag team up when we can. So, uh, But back to my point. <laughs> I've got a lot to get off my chest, ladies, because I didn't do the show Wednesday. A lot more has happened since then. And I've got a lot. It's just extended the show even more. So, But you can follow the show at In the Corner WWE on X. Uh, we are on Facebook as well, but we generally use the X app, aka formerly known as Twitter, uh, and obviously follow the network at SJP Raw Media. I forgot to do that at the top of the show, so I apologise, but there we go. Um, should have got it down by now, half the, over 60 episodes, you know, nearly coming up to 70. We should have got it right by now, shouldn't we? But there we are. Um, yeah, so, well, with Tyler doing his solo shows, I, there's two that he's done already. Mate, I'm loving them. Um, hopefully you are enjoying them as well. If you haven't checked them out yet, check them out. Um, and we're trying to cover every sort of facet of wrestling at least in terms of like WWE, AEW, NXT and Impact um, I am going to mainly cover the, the the main roster stuff but I'm going to try and help Tyler out where I can with um, where possible uh, there's a lot of wrestling to watch if this was our main job we'd have no excuse we could do a show every day and we'd be loving it and we'd love to do that every day but it is what it is um, anyway tangents so Payback is coming up. Now, again, I'm going to stress these are rumors. But how cool would it be for this to happen? But I was under the impression, like I said, that Roman Reigns wasn't going to be at uh, Payback. Uh, apparently, his back injury or whatever the injury was he had is not as bad as the first thought, or he's had time to, to heal it up and he feels better. He can't really, you know. He's in a sweet spot where he can be kind of like, he's not on TV, but then he is on TV, but he can't be injured for too long. Otherwise, this run could be like cut short, couldn't it, really? Let's face it. Um, but Sportskedia is reporting, or at least speculating, that a legend is going to return at payback. Now, we were all hoping that something was going to happen at SummerSlam. It didn't in terms of any return. SummerSlam overall was a great show. Um so it didn't need it, I don't think. So we've kind of been conditioned, haven't we, to where we expect a return in the Rumble or several in the Rumble and conditioned to a, maybe like a return at Mania possibly and especially SummerSlam over the last couple of years. And we're expecting them, you know, we've had them Extreme Rules and Money Bank and stuff, but like, you know, because they're big shows, as fans, we expect it to happen. So actually, if it happens at Payback, I would, I, when I looked at the pay-per-view Payback, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um... I'm, I'm I'm eager to see what happens and what's going to happen going forward. But is there really going to be somebody's returning? Do you know what? Why not? Um, and the speculation is all pointing to Randy Orton. Now, Randy Orton was injured, at least in terms of storyline. I don't know whether this actually happened in a match or not, but I'm under the impression that it happened in a match uh, on SmackDown, but he hurt his back. Um, whether it was a recurring injury or whether it was something that was bothering him, and it just finally hit this moment of, I, um, I need to take some time off or whatever it was. Hence why the, the Usos became the Undisputed Champions. Not that they didn't deserve to become the Undisputed Tag Team Champions. But obviously that maybe that sped up the process because they were going to do it, I believe, at a pay-per-view and ended up being on the SmackDown, which I thought, why are you not getting a number out of this? But there we go. 
But apparently it all points to Randy Orton returning. It would make sense. The pay-per-view score payback as well, if you want to link into that. But also the fact that the Usos, a.k.a. the Bloodline, were responsible ultimately for Randy Orton being off for so long. And why wouldn't you? you know, Randy Orton, most matches in Raw history, Money in the Bank winner, two-time Royal Rumble winner. Uh, he's a Grand Slam champion, uh, one-time World Tag Team champions. I think that was with Edge. Uh, one-time SmackDown Tag Team champions with Riddle. Two-time um, Raw Tag Team champion as well. Uh, most uh, premium live events in history, pay-per-views for the older fans. A one-time Intercontinental champion. I didn't know that. I thought he had it multiple times. A one-time US champion as well. Uh, obviously, he was the youngest World Heavyweight Champion at the time. Uh, first ever WWE World Heavyweight Champion when they unified the bouts with him in Cena a fair few years ago. Overall, a 14-time World Champion. Uh, and he, you know, he debuted back in 2002, didn't he? Um, but uh, he's tied for third most World Championship reigns. Um, I would assume if anybody's going to return, it would be Orton. Would you save Rock for a for a? a bigger event like a Rumble or WrestleMania. Like I said, doesn't have to be. Why should it have to be? Depends where it is, I guess. Um, but the speculations, you know, go, uh, flying around on the old webosphere that um, apparently Randy Orton is uh, the favourite to return. Now, we've been saying this for months, so I would love it if Randy Orton returned. Um, this kind of links me in nicely a little bit to some other news. Uh, quickly before we move on to Raw and stuff, is that uh, apparently WWE are going to crown new undisputed tag team champions after payback. Now, uh, Sammy still competed. His elbow, uh, whatever, I'm assuming fluid was on the elbow or something that he had a few weeks ago. Uh, seems to be better. He's still competing. Kevin Owens is out with an injury. Um, we're going to have to have new tag team champions eventually. It's going to be sad for it to be dropped the way that way. Um, now, I don't know whether Kevin Owens is going to compete. I don't know whether they're going to be stripped of the titles. I have no idea. But apparently, again, Webosphere, this was reported about a day ago, WWE are going to be crowning, apparently, new tag team champions. Now, undisputed tag team champions, I might add. Uh, I mean, we have separate champions now on Raw and SmackDown, don't we, in terms of we have a Women's World Champion, we have a World Heavyweight Championship, we have the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship, we have the uh, WWE Women's Championship on Raw, uh, SmackDown, sorry. Obviously, we've got the IC title, the US title. We've got a new US champion as well, uh, Rey Mysterio, obviously. Um, that was cool. I didn't expect that, to be honest. It was a nice way. Of, whether that was planned to Escobar to win and they weren't sure, and uh, Rey was genuinely injured, I don't know. This could lead to a good rivalry down the line. Um, you could also argue that Theory will potentially have another shot because he wasn't ready for Mysterio. He's ready for Escobar. So we'll see what happens. On SmackDown, on SmackDown tomorrow as well. Before we get into right, there's so much. This is what I mean. There's so much to cover. Um, Edge is having a match against Sheamus. He uh, it's his 25th anniversary, uh, and also it's being reported quite a lot that this could be Edge's last match. Now Edge apparently has confirmed that his contract. This is his last contracted match. And Sheamus was the guy. I'm sure many of you know this, but Sheamus was the guy, obviously that. Was, I think he ended up riding, uh, doing uh, mountain biking somewhere, and Edge fell off, and he bounced back up, and he was fine. Obviously, Edge had all that surgery all those years ago, had to retire because of it, uh, and that's what gave him the idea that, actually, maybe I could wrestle again. So, inadvertently, or on purpose, I don't know, but Sheamus maybe helped Edge initially, I don't know, but there seems to be a good friendship there. 
and I didn't know that Edge and Sheamus had never faced each other in a one-on-one match before. I, I assumed somewhere in the past that they had. Um, but I suppose maybe not, because at least in the earlier, in terms of Sheamus's career, he was on Raw, wasn't he? And Edge was on SmackDown when the brand extension actually fucking meant something. But um, yeah, I'd always assume they'd face each other in a one-on-one match, but apparently they haven't. So it's going to happen on SmackDown. This could be Edge's last match, allegedly. Um we we'll just have to wait and see. I'm hoping it's not. Um, I think Edge has still got a good couple of years left, but it depends whether he wants to do it and whether he wants to keep him on. He's a name, isn't he? He doesn't have to be on every week, but when he comes out, fans love it. And obviously, they're going to be in Canada again. And so, why not do it there? It's worked out well for Edge, I guess. Um, but yeah, there's loads of other rumors. We'll get into that. I'm hoping to be able to do another show Um Possibly over the weekend, so there's a lot. There's so much stuff. I'm gonna might might even try and reach out to somebody who wants to come on, and uh, we'll uh, we'll talk some just talk rumors and stuff. There's so much rumor stuff that I could talk about. Um, there's so much we covered there. We've done 13 minutes of the show already. So um, hopefully, I mean, I'm even reading rumors that there's going to be some title changes before payback. So. You have to watch the program, and I guess um, I enjoyed Raw this week. One more thing before we get to Raw because I need to get to it. But Lacey Evans apparently is done with WWE. They tried to repackage her, didn't they? They tried to bring her back as this military person. Then they tried to do like a she was just not being used, I guess. Um, does this mean she'll be in AEW if she still wants to wrestle? I assume so. I like the Southern Bow thing she did. Um, that sort of high class. I'm better than you, like persona that she had in nxt and brought it up so i it's a shame that she's gone from wwe i'm hoping she wants to continue because i genuinely think we have yet to see the best of lacey evans um and i i I have no if she wants to continue to wrestle i have no doubt we will see her somewhere impact AEW. i actually think it would be cool to see her in impact wrestling to be honest with you um because there seems to be a lot of moving parts in AEW that, a bit like WWE at the moment, it's a bit, um, I feel, I mean, I could be wrong, so as I said, in the corner, WWE on X, let me know, but there's so much talent in AEW and WWE that isn't being utilised, at least on TV, um, so maybe Impact would be a better place for her to start reinventing herself, maybe the Indies, I don't know, um, you've got, uh, you know, Fort Naomi down in Impact as well, as well as a few others, um, I don't know. What do you? Where do you think Lacey, and Lacey Evans should go? AEW or NXT? Uh, NXT? That'd be WWE, you dumbass. Or uh, Impact Wrestling? Let me know at in the corner WWE on X. All right, let me know. Um, let's move on. We've got a lot more to cover before we even get. Well, there's so much more to cover. So I want to talk first. Uh, so Monday Night Raw. Um, not the not one of the best shows. I enjoyed the show. There were a few moments where it felt a bit, uh, but then again, it's a three-hour show. I don't know. I think the programming overall was good, so it's more about the fact the show is just a tad too long for me still. Um, sometimes what I'll do with Raw, actually, to be honest with you, I might watch the first 45 minutes to an hour, or at least the first hour of Raw, and then I might watch the rest the next day, and then so I almost like break it down into segments and watch it that way. Um it's been a few weeks since I've watched and I've been sat there watching Raw and I couldn't take my eyes off it. Um, there's been a few this year that I've just, I, you know, that have been really good. So 
But again, it's just so difficult to watch <laughs> a three-hour. I love the pay-per-views. SummerSlam was, what, four hours long? So when you have, like, say, say you have a SummerSlam then. So you have Raw, which is three hours, NXT, which is, what, an hour and a half, and then uh, SmackDown, which is, I think, close to two hours. And then that as well. That's a lot of wrestling, just WWE, not including Impact and, in, you know, in uh, freaking AEW. So, and obviously AEW now has got collision and going on. So, you know, but just to know what you guys think of AEW, the people that actually watch it uh, religiously. I keep my eye on it, but this is why this is why Tyler covers that side of it on this on in the corner. Anyway, one of the big things I want to talk about is uh, Drew McIntyre. Now, I speculated that Drew McIntyre may be a perfect fit for Cody Rhodes going forward. Now, Cody Rhodes, we haven't got a uh, necessarily a, an opponent for him for payback at the moment. We are still building to that. We've still got, I think, September 2nd, so we've got a bit of time until payback. It's actually my birthday. Woo-hoo. Um, But they've teamed in with Riddle. Now, Drew McIntyre, although cordial and okay Riddle, seemed a bit annoyed by Riddle. I think, personally, and again, let me know what you think in the corner WWE on, on X, um, but I feel this is the start of a change in attitude for Drew, which I think he needs. Um, and I think he would be a great heel. And the storyline, if they move it into Cody, which I think they should. Now, whether that's for payback or the next pay-per-view, I don't know. I generally think they are moving Drew to be so annoyed by Riddle that he ends up turning on Riddle first. So we have that first initial turn. Now, you could do all this on Raw before even payback, in fairness. But let's make it go. Maybe maybe we get payback. Because uh, Drew and Riddle teamed up. They defeated the Viking Raiders. Eric and Avar, you know, just getting uh, <laughs> destroyed week in, week out, pretty much, unfortunately for them. Uh, there is talk about them. Possibly. I think they're going to be having a match against... Uh, there was a heated discussion between New Day in Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods with Drew and Riddle backstage after. And I think it led to a match possibly next week. Um, they're all talking about the new tag... Becoming new t- uh, tag team champions. I would like to see Drew turn heel. I don't know whether that, anybody else wants to see that. But he's floundering a bit. He hasn't done a lot. Now, why say he'd be a good fit for Cody is that Drew McIntyre, the chosen one, that angle, um, couldn't get it done against uh, Roman, but had a really good match, obviously, uh, at Clash of the Castle. Uh, had some epic matches against Gunther and all that. But it's if you look at it from this point of view, Cody looks like the chosen one. And he's being, you know, being had great matches, beat Brock. Who else has beat Brock? Drew McIntyre. But you could play on that thing of, Drew's not necessarily, well, I suppose jealousy is the right word, but Drew could be the person that, as I'm saying, Drew could be the person that goes against Cody next and you have this, uh, you know, you could even have Cody beat Drew, but have Drew maybe beat down Cody after the fact and still get a good heel run going forward. And I think Drew is overdue for a heel run now. Um, And there's a lot of parallels between Cody and Drew's career. If you look at it that way, they both left WWE, both did the indie thing, made names for themselves, um, came back. Cody is obviously yet to be champion. Drew has been WWE champion. Um, so I think it's a great fit and could be a great story if done right and a good momentum shift for Drew McIntyre. That's my thoughts on that anyway. Um 
I just think it's a great uh, it's a great opportunity. Basically, is what I'm getting at. Uh, uh, JD Madonna had a good opening. He opened Raw actually. Well, actually, Judgment Day opened Raw. There's a lot of speculation around Judgment Day uh, whether they're going to break up the Finn and uh, Damian Priest thing and all that. Um, but JD Madonna came out and wanted to pass a message from Finn to the Judgment Day. Judgment Day, Rhea Ripley especially didn't like this. Uh, they said you're nothing to do with the Judgment Day. Um, basically, the way Raw went off the air, ladies and gents, JD Madonna's in the background, but even though Finn lost to Cody Rhodes, and <laughs> the damn briefcase played into it again, uh, <laughs> Damian Priest tried to slide the briefcase underneath Cody's le- uh Sorry, t- tried to slide it to Finn. But he pushed it that hard that it went through um, Finn's legs straight to Cody, and then Cody used it as well. The referee's eyes were diverted elsewhere, I think, on Dominic Mysterio. Um, well, I thought this was going to lead to an altercation between maybe um, Damien and Finn. It did not. The whole of um, Judgment Day beat down in absolutely the coup de grace and stuff uh, on uh, Cody Rhodes, and uh, they stood tall, and they actually seem like they are actually closer now than they have been. Uh, it's going to happen at some point. Finn or Priest or... They're going to end up... Finn, I think... I don't, somebody's going to be kicked out now, whether that's Damien or Finn. I think it's going to be Finn going probably for the uh, for the for to be the, a face turn. JD McDonough in the Judgment Day could be very good. I mean, it could be even good that like Finn's the person that brings in JD McDonough and down the line, McDonough is actually the person that ends up being the reason or the catalyst for Finn Balor. Not that they need a catalyst because we've kind of had the altercations between Damien and Finn anyway, but just that extra nail in the coffin that JD McDonough is meant to be Finn Balor's friend. And there's a history there, obviously, for the WWE fans that know that. Um, they once trained together back in Ireland, so if you didn't know that. But um, JD McDonough could be the reason that Finn is... Extricated from the uh, from the Judgment Day, or Finn and JD become victims of the Judgment Day and end up going sort of like a weird sort of like a not weird a team basis. I'm gonna. So there's so many ways you go with it. JD McDonough in the Judgment Day though, I think would do bloody you know in almost like swapping out Finn for JD would be really uh, really good. I think going forward, as I said, Rhodes defeated Balor though ultimately. Um, Chad Gable had a match against Giovanni Vinci. Good match. Um, after planting with the Chaos Theory, which is that rolling, rolling through uh, German suplex he does, which is amazing as it is. As it is but when he does it on bigger opponents, it's just insane. Um, Chad Gable versus um, Gunther is going to be happening next week on Raw for the Intercontinental Championship, which begs the question, is Gunther going to be defending it or even the champion? going into payback. He's very close to beating Honky Tonk Man's uh, longest reign ever as IC champ. Uh, Rhea Ripley also. Judgment Day absolutely dominated this show, by the way. They were from, from start to finish um, were really all over the show. Rhea Ripley defeats uh, Indy Hartwell. Uh, Candice LeRae attacked Rhea Ripley post-match, though, and it was quite good to see the um, them get a bit of comeuppance, I guess. Uh, uh, Gunther uh, after the Chad Gable match, Gunther called out Otis, had a match. Gunther hitting that power on Otis was just insane. Again, another good match. Uh, enjoyed it. Uh, World Heavyweight Championship. We'll quickly go dive into that. Oh, no, I need to talk about this quickly. So, 
on social media, Chelsea Green has been trying to hold auditions for her new tag team partner so she doesn't lose the Women's Tag Team Championships. Um, and I'm kind of glad they went this way with it because I'm sick. Of, these titles have been very much hot potato over the last couple of months. Um, ended up, uh, I think um, Adam Pierce was basically against this. Um, and But uh, Caden Carter and Katana Chance came in and said, well, whoever you find is your tag team partner, we are going to take those titles off you. Piper Niven walks in, flattens them two, and basically doesn't ask, tells Chelsea Green, I'm your new partner, takes the other bout off her. So it seems that Piper Niven and now Chelsea Green are the new women's tag team uh, champions. I thought this would be good if they do this, right? Because these titles have been so much hot potatoed, I know Sonny Deville's out. I don't know how long she's going to be out for. It could be six months, I guess. It could be three months. I don't know. But instead of just giving these bouts to somebody else now that she's got a new partner, why not have these two dominate now? And if they can do it, hold off until Sonya comes back. And then what happens in a case of if they are still tag team champions and Sonny Deville comes back and she's the person that never lost it, could cause a good story, ripple, a fight down the line. Don't know necessarily how you do it. Or maybe they join forces and do the Freebird rule. I don't know. Very much like the New Day did for years as well for the newer fans. Um, I mean, I would like to see that actually, I think, to be honest. Instead of these titles swapping here, there, and everywhere, have somebody... I know we're, it's, a, it's a trend at the moment with WWE with long title reigns, but the, honestly, the women's tag team champions have been hot-footed around so much and just swapped and changed. Um, it would be good to have a team dominate for a while. Um, even if it's only three months, it would be good. Uh, Rollins and uh, Nakamura had a had a ultra, uh, well, a, like a promo in the middle of the ring. Um, obviously, they do the whole uh, "Why did he do it? Why did he do it?" We all know why he did it. It's because he wants the World Heavyweight Championship. And I think it's overdue. Now, it was a mixed bag in terms of the verbiage that was used, and we had Nakamura talking in his native tongue. That's fine. Problem is, a lot of us don't speak that language, which is probably ignorant on our side, on our part. But it didn't didn't hit quite right. Not just from Nakamura, so it didn't hit for me quite right from Rollins either. But it did end up with uh, Nakamura hitting the Kishasa. Um, but whatever was whispered in, what they're playing on is what so, um, Nakamura whispered something in Seth's ear, and it seemed to put Seth. Almost like wide, he took his glass very wide, didn't know how to sort of process it, whatever it was. And when he finally turned around, he got the Kishasa. So, um, interesting. Very interesting going forward. Uh, it looks like it's going to be Nakamura versus Seth. I would assume at payback, unless we're going to have a, a rant. There's, like I said, there's a lot of talk about titles changing hands before payback. So, we'll see. Um, but obviously, if you want to have payback, you need to have maybe a couple of them drop, I guess. Um, Austin Theory being one of them. So maybe we'll see Austin Theory versus Rey Mysterio at Payback. I'd like to see that uh, a bit more of a bit more advertised, a bit more in a in a different setting. Maybe I don't know. Maybe a ladder match or something, or even just a advertised match and have a bit more of a altercation in terms of those two in with a promo work. So it'd be really good. And I cannot believe I waited for this till last, but for me, I think it deserved it. Maybe because. And this is taking nothing away from Judgment Day. Judgment Day actually dominated. It was a great way for the show to end with Judgment Day uh, on top after beating down Cody. Um, reestablishes them. Uh, and it seems to make them a bit more sturdy going forward. So we'll see what happens. 
but ultimately that's going to come down to where the World Heavyweight Championship ends up uh, down the line. Believe it or not, despite the fact that it ended up on a double count out, the Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus match was probably, I'm not going to say match of the night, but the one that I was actually ended up being most into because this story between these two have been, it, it hasn't been, it's been so stop and start and just not been engaging enough for a lot of us. But I thought the match was really good. Um, one mistake in the match where Trish tried to go for that, um, uh, where she does that hurricane runner from the t- where she does a handstand and then pull, essentially does a kind of like a hurricane runner on Becky. She actually messed it up a little bit. But do you know what? That's the only thing I can pick up on. If there were any other mistakes, I didn't see them. I just ended up being into the match and they just absolutely beat the snot out of each other. This could have actually. And a lot of people were saying this should be, but there wasn't enough momentum for me for it to be the main event of Raw. But based on how the match went down, it was actually really good. But it ended up being a double count out. Uh, they brought into the crowd and into the back. And then Zoe, because the match was over, Zoe Stark got in- involved, who was actually initially banned from ringside, uh, which led to um, it being a double count out, obviously. Um, so it was a draw. I think this match, the way they did it, was really good and has actually sp- made me want to see these two go at it one more time. Now, it is going to happen in a cage match. Now, when that's going to happen, I don't know. I would hope payback because they got chopped from SummerSlam, didn't they? And it was a good job, I think, that they did because as much as it probably annoyed both of them, outside looking in as fans, at least from my point of view, again, let me know in the corner, WWE on X, but it hasn't been the best because it had such a big gap of nothing happening. And then they tried to pick up where they left off, but it just didn't quite have the momentum. The way they did this, I know a double count out is probably the most obvious way to do it, but the way the women competed in the ring, throwing punches, kicks, the whole lot, I thought was really good. And actually, it's reignited me a little bit to want to see this now. I actually want to see Trish versus Becky. Now, all Adam Pearce said, next time this happens, it will be in a cage match. I want this to happen at payback now. Let's get it done and dusted at payback. One more time. Let's go. There are a few matches that don't make sense when it comes to seeing them on, like defending titles on SmackDown and stuff. Some of them do make perfect sense, but some of them haven't. But I want to see Becky versus Trish in a cage match. Allegedly, no interference can happen. Um, and I, based on what happened on Raw, if they're given the time and the two can get their chemistry together like they did on Monday night, just gone, that cage match could be absolutely, really, it could be really good now. I'm actually pumped up for this. If you haven't seen it, go and check it out. I actually really enjoyed this. I wasn't expecting to. Maybe that's why I enjoyed it. It's like when somebody says a film is uh, is really good. You go see it and you go, yeah, it was all right. And then somebody tells you a film was um, crap. And you go and you finally watch it years later and you go, it was all right. I, I quite enjoyed that. So um, maybe that's it. My My expectations were low and they proved me wrong. And it was a damn good match. One of my favorites of the night, to be fair. But there we go. That's in the corner. I am Benny Mack, obviously. Uh, Raw was really good. SmackDown is tonight, as you listen to this. Um, interested to see what happens with Jey Uso. I have no illusion that, even though he's been moved to the alumni page in WWE, he maybe ha- maybe he's having a bit of time off. Maybe he needs that in order for Jimmy to grow as a performer. Because he obviously, not that he hasn't, but in terms of a singles competitor, Maybe Jay going away for a little bit. Like I said, a lot of people saying Raw Rumble here return. I think that's way too long. Uh, maybe Jimmy Uso gets some single 
competition in terms of maybe even a title, maybe the US title possibly. I don't know. But I think maybe, and some fans have said this, Jimmy needs that bit of push now. Now, whether he's going to stay with uh, Roman is, although at the moment it doesn't seem like it, but the way, him tr- turning on Jay is so, what the fuck? Um, I mean, I actually said audibly, like, when he well, I said, don't let this be Jimmy, and it was Jimmy. And I was like, for goodness sake, didn't make any sense in the narrative. His logic is, I don't want you to turn into Roman Reigns. I kind of get that a little bit, but it, um, but for Jay to leave WWE makes no sense. Like I said, I'm under no illusion that he will be back. Now, when that is, like I said, maybe it is to build Jimmy up. Maybe this return, if it happens with Randy Orton at payback, if Roman is going to be there, maybe this leads into, um, because it wasn't Roman that injured Randy, was it? It was the Uso. So maybe Randy goes after Jimmy and that maybe leads Jimmy to go, actually, maybe I'm better off with the bloodline. I don't know. We'll soon find out. Anyway, thank you very much for listening to the show. Follow us at In The Corner and WWE on X, as I've already said. Give Tyler a follow at DustinTyler86. He'll be back, I believe, next week as well. And we'll see you all very soon for some more WWE news, AW news, Impact news, and wrestling, NXT, and all that kind of stuff. And don't forget to follow at SJP World Media for the network with all the other great shows that's going on. This is Benny Mack. Thank you very much for listening. Loved what you've heard on this week's episode? Well, well, the answer is simple. It would mean the world to us if you could head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review and feedback. Spreading the word really is the best way to grow our podcast and achieve even greater things. Thank you. Thank you.